Um, we are in a study of the Gospel of John. Estamos mirando el Evangelio de Juan. And this has been something that I think is building. We're building towards something. And today we're looking at John chapter 7 in the Bible. Estamos mirando todo lo que es el capítulo 7 de Juan. We're going to kind of try to cover the whole chapter, but to focus us, I want to read just a few short but very important verses from that chapter. It's chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. Vamos a leer capítulo 7, versículos 37 al 39. There are Bibles in the back. If you don't have one, you are welcome to take it. If you don't have one at home, take it with you. We want people to have God's word. And so um, I'm going to read this first in Spanish, and then I'll read it in English before we go forward. Voy a leer esto primero en, en español y luego en inglés. This is the good news. The good news that we lift up today, the good news of our Lord. Son las buenas noticias de nuestro Señor. En el último día, el más solemne de la fiesta... Jesús se puso de pie y exclamó, Si alguno tiene sed, que venga a mí y beba. De aquel que cree en mí, como dice la Escritura, brotarán ríos de agua viva. Con esto se refería al Espíritu que habrían de recibir más tarde los que creyeran en él. Hasta ese momento el Espíritu no había sido dado porque Jesús no había sido glorificado todavía. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified so uh, if you could pick just one holiday on the on the calendar that is for you the most joyful the most exciting the most exuberant the most fun holiday of the entire year, what would that holiday be? Si pudieran escoger una fiesta más alegre, ¿cuál sería? Well, I, I think, I'm guessing, all right, for most of us, it would be the holiday that we just got done celebrating not too long ago. Sería la fiesta que acabamos de celebrar hace poco. That's not the farm show, okay? For, for you farmers, I know that was really exciting this week, but I'm not talking about the farm show. I'm talking about Christmas, right? Se trata de la Navidad, of course. I mean, think about it. Only at Christmas do we do crazy things like taking a tree from outside and planting it inside of our house and putting decorations on it. En la Navidad metemos un árbol en la casa y adornamos el árbol. That's a little bit exciting, right? Kind of fun. Only at Christmas do we sing not just, you know, one or two happy songs, are you kidding me? We sing dozens of songs, maybe hundreds of songs that are joyful, they're exciting, they're, they're meaningful, they're powerful, they're sometimes very silly, you know, somebody got run over by a reindeer or something like that. Solo en la Navidad cantamos villancicos que son muy alegres y muy gozosos. Only at Christmas do we pour out all kinds of money out of our pockets, even those of us who are tight, and we pour out all kinds of money 
on gifts, invertimos dinero en regalos, and we pour out all kinds of energy in the kitchen, making all kinds of special food, hacemos comida especial, we, we pour out all kinds of time to go to parties and to, to go to special concerts and, and special gatherings, invertimos tiempo en muchas fiestas, etc., only at Christmas, right? That's the most happy, it's the most joyful, exuberant, exciting, fun holiday of the entire year. Es, es la fiesta más alegre de todas. Now, in Jesus' day, this is where I want you to kind of make the jump. In Jesus' day, there was a, a feast like that. There was a holiday like that. Of course, it wasn't Christmas quite yet. En tiempos de Jesús había una fiesta así. And that holiday was called the Feast of Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. Se trataba de la fiesta de los tabernáculos. And this was like the, the most fun holiday on the Jewish calendar. Uh, in, in the Feast of Tabernacles, people didn't put trees inside of their houses like we do. People made little houses out of trees. And they actually lived in them for seven days. They made these little tents called Tabernacles. No metían árboles en su casa, hacían casas, casitas de árboles, tabernáculos. And at the Feast of Tabernacles, people would come from all over and they would pour into Jerusalem and they would pour out into the streets with singings and dancing and celebration. Llegaba a Jerusalén con mucha celebración. And, and, and every night there was a party going on in the streets of Jerusalem. Cada noche había fiesta as the people were living in these houses made out of trees. And then during the day, there were these very powerful, meaningful ceremonies. Había ceremonias de día. Every single day, the priests from, from the Temple Mount would go down to the pool of Siloam, a big pool, a big gathering tank, and they would cart large quantities of water through the streets, and they would take these, this water to the temple, and they would spill it all out. They would pour it all out in thanks and in praise to God. Llevaban agua los sacerdotes del estanque de Siloé al templo para vertirla por todo. In fact, they would also pour out wine in large quantities as a symbol of praise to God. And every day, the priests would also take some of those willow branches that they were using to make their houses and they would march around the altar in the temple and they would be waving these branches and singing Hosanna, Lord save us. Los sacerdotes circulaban cada día con ramas el altar cantando Hosanna, Señor, sálvanos. That was the feast of tabernacles. Now, there's a reason I'm telling you about this. A couple weeks ago, Greg said something I think we need to pay attention to. I don't know if you were here, but he said that especially in the first part of John, uh, John is trying to tell us something about Jesus, but he's not doing it necessarily in chronological order, like first this happened, and then that happened, and then that happened. Juan, en los primeros capítulos, no nos dice Jesús en orden cronológico. He's not doing it in that way. We, we have to not be caught up in that fact of, well, I thought that happened later or that happened earlier. What John is doing, especially in the first 10 chapters, is he is organizing some of his thoughts and images of Jesus, and he's speaking about different themes that have to do with who Jesus is, and he's trying to give us this collage, this kaleidoscope of who Jesus is. Está organizando sus, sus pensamientos acerca de Jesús. And 
One of the ways you'll notice in the first few chapters of John, one of the ways that John organizes some of his thoughts is by connecting certain stories to different Jewish feasts and festivals on the calendar. Él conecta algunos eventos con algunos festivales judíos. For example, in chapter 2, when Jesus cleans out the temple, he does it during the feast of Passover. Jesús limpia el templo durante la fiesta de Pascua. Now, there's some things that John's trying to tell us from that. Uh, it goes on in chapter 5. Uh, you may remember Ty Davis talking about this a few weeks ago. Jesus heals a man um, by the pool of Bethesda, a paralyzed man. Jesús San Amparalítico, capítulo 5. When does that happen? Well, we don't know exactly when. It just says that there was an unnamed feast going on and Jesus was in Jerusalem for that feast. The feasts often make Jesus or have Jesus back in Jerusalem. Había otra fiesta no nombrada en capítulo 5 cuando Jesús sana un paralítico. Chapter 6, which Greg talked about last week, and also in chapter 11, if you look ahead, you find that uh, Jesus is doing and saying things again at the Passover feast, at different things, uh, at another Passover feast. Hay otra Pascua que Jesús hace cosas en capítulo 6 y 11. Chapter 10, which is coming real soon, takes place supposedly during the Feast of Dedication, which we would know better as the Feast of Hanukkah in the Jewish calendar. También a la fiesta de la dedicación, capítulo 10. So there's all these different feasts going on. So with that in mind, we come to chapter 7, and it's the Feast of Tabernacles. Estamos ya en la fiesta de Tabernacles en capítulo 7. Now, at the beginning of the chapter, something interesting happens. The disciples are up in Galilee. They want to go down to the feast in Jerusalem. They say, hey, Jesus, come on, let's go. It's time to go. This is your chance, Jesus. You can show yourself to the world. You can show everybody how cool you are, how great you are. And Jesus says, I'm not going with you. Los discípulos quieren ir a la fiesta para que Jesús se manifieste y dice, Jesús, no voy. In fact, he says to them in chapter 7, verse 6, hey, for you guys, any time is right for me to show up, but my time has not yet come. Mi tiempo no ha venido. Para ustedes cualquier tiempo es bueno. And so Jesus doesn't go, at least at first. And then later on, Jesus goes to Jerusalem to the Feast of Tabernacles, but he goes in secret. He doesn't make a big show of it. Después él va en secreto. And we're told in the middle of chapter 7 that it's not until around halfway through the seven, eight-day Feast of Tabernacles that Jesus pops up in the temple and he starts to teach publicly. No hace la mitad de la fiesta, empieza Jesús a enseñar públicamente. So, why? What's going on? In chapter 7, verse 18, Jesus explains himself. Jesús explica en versículo 18. He says, He who speaks on his own does so to gain honor for himself. But he who works for the honor of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. El que habla por cuenta propia busca su vanagloria. En cambio, el que busca glorificar al que lo envió es una persona íntegra y sin doblez. Jesus is saying, in effect, I'm not here to toot my own horn. I'm not here to seek my own honor. The reason I'm doing what I'm doing is, is to be able to seek the honor of God, the one who sent me. I've been sent as a man of truth and integrity to give you a true testimony about 
who God really is. Yo soy enviado con un hombre sin doblez para darles un verdadero testimonio acerca de Dios. And so if Jesus is going to give a testimony about the one who sent him, he's going to wait until the time is just right. El espera el momento apropiado. And that right time comes on the last day of the feast. If we go to chapter 7, verse 37, we read about this. Eso llega al, uh, tiene lugar el último día. It says, on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. En el último día, el más solemne de la fiesta, Jesús se puso de pie y exclamó, si alguno tiene sed, que venga a mí y beba. De aquel que cree en mí, como dice la escritura, brotarán ríos de agua viva. So what's Jesus talking about here? ¿De qué habla? Well, we're told right away in verse 39, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's saying, if you come to me, I've been sent, and if you come to me and drink, if you come to me and believe, then you're going to experience the river of God's Holy Spirit. Now, this hadn't happened yet. It says that those who believed in him would receive the Holy Spirit later. Si vienen a mí y beban, beben por fe, van a recibir al Espíritu Santo, dice. Pero eso iba a ser más tarde. But notice when it happens. Notice when Jesus is saying this. He's saying it on the last, the greatest day of this feast. Lo dice en el último día de la fiesta. He's saying it on the day when for the seventh time in a row, the priests are going to the pool of Siloam and they're carting all this water and they're pouring out torrents of water upon the temple floor. Por séptima vez los sacerdotes llevan agua del estanque de Siloé y la vierten. He's saying this on the seventh day of the feast when for the seventh time the priests are going to march around the altar saying, Lord, save us. Por séptima vez van a circular al altar diciendo, Señor, sálvanos. In fact, on the seventh day, they didn't just go around the altar once. On the seventh day, they went around the altar seven times. Saying, Lord, save us, Lord, save us, Lord, save us. Jesus is saying something powerful here. He's saying, in effect, I am the pool of Siloam. Yo soy el estanque de Siloé, dice Jesús. If we peek ahead to chapter 9, verse 7, we're going to learn that the, the word Siloam means sent. Siloé quiere decir enviado. Jesus is saying, I am the pool of Siloam. I am the one who has been sent to pour out the river of God's life upon you. I am the one who has been sent. I'm the altar. You need to march around. Yo soy el altar alrededor del cual tienen que circular. I'm what this whole feast is about. I am the Lord God who has been sent to save you. Come drink of me and you will truly live. Yo soy el Señor enviado para salvarlos. Vengan a mí. Now there's something else we got to catch here. And it's this. 
Why did the people live in little houses? They lived in houses made of trees to remember that when God took them out of Egypt centuries before, they also made a special house for God, a tabernacle. Siglos antes vivían en casitas después de haber salido de Egipto y hacían una casa especial para Dios. They made a special house for God called the tabernacle and God came down to the people of Israel in the desert after he set them free, after he saved them and God camped in the middle of his people and he displayed his glory as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Dios acampó entre su pueblo manifestando su gloria como columna de nube de día y columna de fuego, columna de fuego de noche. And in effect, Jesus is saying, this is all about me. I'm the one who has been sent to make my tabernacle among you. I am the God who is camping right in your midst. Yo soy el enviado para acampar entre ustedes para ser mi tabernáculo. Now we should know that. In case... We've forgotten. Let's go back to chapter 1, verse 14. Capítulo 1, versículo 14. It says this, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. El verbo si sombre habitó entre nosotros. Literally that's saying, The Word became flesh and set up his tent, made his tabernacle among us. El verbo si sombre y e hizo su tabernáculo entre nosotros. And we've seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Hemos contemplado su gloria, la gloria que corresponde al hijo unigénito del padre lleno de gracia y de verdad. The word, that perfect communication of God, who is God, has come and set up his tabernacle among us. El verbo, la comunicación perfecta, Dios ha hecho su tabernáculo entre nosotros. And that perfect communication of God has shown glory. But the glory that's being shown is not in a pillar of fire or a pillar of cloud. No es una columna de nube o de fuego. It's being shown in the flesh. The glory of God is tabernacling among you in the person of Jesus. He's the fulfillment of the Feast of Tabernacles. Él es el cumplimiento de esta fiesta de tabernáculos. En forma humana. Now there's something I want to call your attention to in verses 37, 38. And it's that to understand this verse, there are actually two different ways to read it. Hay dos maneras de leer 37, 38. And what we have to keep in mind is that in the original uh, manuscript or the original version of John written in the Greek language there were no punctuation marks we're pretty sure of that no había puntuación en la versión original there, there was just words on a page uh, sometimes not even spaces try, try reading that way right uh, but no punctuation so what that means is that when we have a translation in front of us like this the, the, the translators are making some decisions about where to put periods and commas and it affects the meaning. It affects what it's saying. So I want to I wanna just read this. There's a couple ways to read verse 37, what Jesus says. Hay dos maneras de leer lo que dice Jesús dependiendo de la puntuación. 
Here's one way. It's the way that's basically written. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Period. Si alguno tiene sed, que venga a mí y beba. Punto. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, streams of living water will flow from within him or within them. Aquel que cree en mí, como dice la escritura, de él brotarán ríos de agua viva. Well, what's that saying? It's saying Jesus is saying, come to me and drink. Come believe in me. And if you believe, the Bible says rivers of living water are going to come out of you. And it's talking about the Spirit of God in your life. Si crees en mí, bebes en mí, ríos de agua viva brotarán de ustedes. That's one way to read this, okay? There's another way. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, period. Si alguno tiene sed que venga a mí, beba de aquel que cree en mí, punto. As the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Como dice la escritura, brotarán ríos de agua viva de él. What's the difference? The sense here is if you come and drink of Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, the Bible says streams of living water come out of him. Streams of living water come out of Jesus. Si bebes de Jesús, hay ríos de agua viva que vienen de Jesús. Depends on where you put the period. So which one's right? ¿Cuál tiene razón? I think you can make the case that they're both right. Both are right. Los dos tienen razón. Think about the Feast of Tabernacles. People live in little houses. Why? To remember that God came and lived in a house with them. Vivían en casitas para recordar que Dios vino y vivió en una casa. Jesus is saying, I'm the pool of Siloam. I've been sent to pour out God's spirit upon you. Jesus came in a tabernacle, the tabernacle of his body, and he came to pour out the life of God upon us by giving his life. Jesús vino como tabernáculo para vertir la vida de Dios sobre nosotros. Why? So that we can be tabernacles out of whom also flow the Spirit of God. Para que seamos tabernáculos de los cuales fluye el Espíritu de Dios. The people made tabernacle, a tabernacle out of many tree branches, but you see, our tabernacle is made out of just one tree. Nuestro tabernáculo se construye de un solo árbol. It's the cross. Our tabernacle is made out of the tree called the cross. Why? Because on the cross, Jesus is sent of the Father to pour out his life for the sins of the world, for us. En la cruz, Jesús vierte su vida por nosotros. And the stream of his blood flowing on the cross becomes a stream of living water for all who would drink of that, for all who would believe in that. And then Jesus sends us into the world to be like little tabernacles of him and for us then to be allowing the Spirit of God to flow out of our lives to touch other thirsty people. We are also like pools of Siloam sent to refresh others. Jesús da su vida para que nosotros seamos tabernáculos que también 
vertimos nuestra vida por los otros. In fact, we're going to pick this up as we get into John chapter 15. You're going to see it occurring and occurring again and again. Jesus is going to say, the Father sent me, now I'm sending you. El Padre me envió a mí, ahora los envío a ustedes. Jesus is the true tabernacle, the Messiah sent into the world for just a short time to pour out his life-giving spirit on all who would drink of him and believe so that we can be sent in that same spirit to refresh others. That's the good news. We celebrate. Estas son las buenas noticias. And so we step by faith. That's what faith is. It's stepping into the river, stepping into the flow of Jesus' life-giving presence and spirit. La fe es ponernos en el fluir del Espíritu de Dios so that that can flow out of us to other people. We're all pools of Siloam, as I said. Now, I got a picture in my mind as I'm thinking about this. And it's of a mill house by a river. Have you ever seen some of those beautiful paintings and pictures where you have like a mill house by a river? You know what I'm talking about? Se trata de una casa de molino junto a un río. You got the little, the wheel there that turns as the water flows by. Now, the mill house doesn't produce the water, does it? The river produces the water. El río produce el agua, no la casa de molino. What the mill house does is it receives that water. The wheel takes in the water. It turns around. It mills the grain, and it produces food for the people. La rueda, pues rueda y recibe el agua para hacer y moler el grano y dar alimento. So in a sense, you could say that when we think about a millhouse, the millhouse doesn't feed people, the river feeds people. El río da de comer a las personas, no la casa de molino. That's a picture I have when Jesus is saying, I'm the one who's been sent to pour out the Spirit upon you. We are like millhouses. A millhouse doesn't do the work. A millhouse simply receives. And what are we meant to do? ¿Qué debemos hacer nosotros? We're meant to take in, to receive the word of God, to receive the Holy Spirit of God, to receive the life of Jesus, to receive the love of Jesus, to receive all that he has come to give us. Recibimos la palabra de Dios, el Espíritu de Dios, la vida de Jesús, and then we're called to process that through our lives, but then we pass it on to somebody else. It's a flow-through philosophy of living. Es una filosofía de dejar fluir el Espíritu de Dios. And that's why I think some of the Christians that grow the most are the Christians that not only are taking in, but they're allowing it to go through their lives to other people. Every follower of Jesus Christ is meant to be a millhouse. Somos como casas de molino. We receive that life-giving presence and love. What Jesus has given us, we pass it on to other people thirsty people we have some mill houses in our presence this morning who have come from some faraway places and that's what they're doing there they're just receiving and giving receiving and giving tenemos casas de molino entre nosotros hoy de un lugar muy lejano we're going to hear from them in just a few minutes as I said we're going to cut off our live feed because we want them to be able to share uh, with all freedom 
what God's been doing in this faraway place with them. But here's the point that I hope you'll pick up after you listen to them. It's this. What they're doing in a faraway place, we can be doing right here. Okay, ellos hacen de lejos, podemos hacer aquí. Because here's the reality. There are thirsty people everywhere in our world. Look outside the door, you'll see thirsty people. And sometimes they're trying to satisfy that thirst with things that do not truly give life. Hay personas sedientas. And so really the question for you and me is, what is our ministry? Every follower of Jesus Christ has a ministry or a calling from God. How is God calling me to receive of Jesus to then be able to give of Jesus to the people around me, where he's planted me, where I am. And that could take so many different forms, but that's a question I want to put in front of us as this year we're saying it's all about the kingdom of God. It's about God's kingdom coming. Wherever you go, you have the opportunity to be a mill house. It's called the priesthood of all believers, which means that every Christian is a minister. Cada cristiano tiene un ministerio. ¿Cuál es ese ministerio? What is it? Where is it that you can live out of that flow-through philosophy of life? I want to invite you to consider that. And as a church, we need to consider that too because we're like a millhouse. And I hope in the days to come that we can, as the weather's getting nicer here, we can find ways to get out there into the community with Love Your Neighbors Sundays, with Care Portal, with whatever it is. Let's be looking out for a way to get out there because we can't just hold it in. We got to send it out. Tenemos no solo que contener lo que Dios nos da, tenemos que compartir lo que Dios nos da. So, I want to invite you. Think about your week. Every day this week, the invitation, I think, is to drink deeply of Jesus. Beban profundamente Jesús. Drink deeply of his word. We're reading through John. We're drinking deeply of this. We have a Bible reading plan. We have our foundations class coming up. These are all opportunities to drink deeply. Drink deeply of God's spirit through prayer, through worship. That's why we gather here. We have been experiencing the flow of God's spirit through our midst today. Beban profundamente de la oración, de la alabanza en el Espíritu de Dios. Drink deeply, but then... Look for times, look for spaces and places where you can send what you've received downstream. Where you can send on the blessing of what God's doing in your life. Busquen oportunidades para enviar a otros en la corriente la bendición que han recibido. We're supposed to refresh other people because Jesus has refreshed us and that's what we're sent to do. Jesús nos ha refrescado y nos ha enviado para refrescar a otras personas. So I want to invite our worship team to come up. We're going to sing into that an old song that some of you are going to know. It's from the very beginning of sunrise, and it's something that I want to, I want to share with you as a, as a reminder of what we've just talked about. And I would like to also pray for us right now as we prepare after that song to receive our guests. Let's pray. God, thank you for the uh, rich, beautiful testimony we have from, from Jesus in John. Gracias por el rico testimonio de Jesús en Juan. And Lord, I want to pray wherever you send us this week, make us conscious of being pools of Salome. 
Make us conscious of receiving of your life to give of your life. As a church, God, help us not to get stuck on just maintaining our own thing or, or taking care of ourselves. Give us that flow-through perspective. Que tengamos una perspectiva como iglesia, no solo de recibir cosas, sino de dar. God, I pray for every person and the ministry you've called them to, the, the mission you have for every follower of Jesus. And if someone here today has never trusted in Jesus, has never even understood what Jesus has done, may today be the day that they drink of you. May today be the day that they open up and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to die to my old ways. I want to embrace you. Live and flow through me by your spirit. Que hoy sea el día donde alguien dice, Señor Jesús, entra en mi vida. Quiero recibirte y que tu Espíritu Santo fluya en mi vida. Thank you, Lord, for those who do this. Share this ministry with us near and far. We bless our guests in particular today. And we thank you for your word, Jesus, the one who's come to tabernacle among us. Gracias por Jesús que vino a hacer su tabernáculo entre nosotros. It's in his name we pray. Amen.